This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. This week, I'm joined in the BBC Music Magazine studio by Jeremy Pound, the deputy editor, and Rebecca Franks, the reviews editor, for First Listen, our monthly slot where we rate an important new release. This month, we've selected the two-CD set Bursts of Acclamation, a collection of music by Vaughan Williams written either specifically for the organ or subsequently arranged for it by various composers and arrangers. So is this a well-tuned album, as rounded as a fine set of English diapasons, or are there the proverbial wheezings and ciphers lurking within? Let's hear the uh, arrangement that David Briggs has made of Vaughan Williams's Overture to The Wasps. Thank you. 
So that was um, an arrangement of Vaughan Williams's Overture to the Wasps, uh, arranged by David Briggs and performed by David Briggs on the organ of Sacred Heart Church in Wimbledon. And that's on this two CD set on the Albion Records label of uh, organ music by Vaughan Williams. Uh, Rebecca, there's a lot of it, isn't there? Two CDs, um, over 120 minutes of Vaughan Williams. Tell us a little bit about about the variety that we've got here. That was my very first thought, actually, is, wow, this is a lot of Vaughan Williams. Williams organ music um, as you say over two discs and I did sort of start to think at first can it be is this going to be an enjoyable sort of listening experience overall or is it so many small pieces is it going to be one that's more if you're an organist this is a great reference place um, when you delve a little bit further you, you, actually it's a lot of transcriptions so I was quite surprised actually very few of the pieces are original Vaughan Williams and a lot of transcriptions by other composers and organists, some which are more effective than others. I think that Wasps that we've just heard is works really well actually, it's one of my, my favourite moments on the disc. Mm. And I'm not entirely sure that Vaughan Williams was the most willing of organists actually, despite the fact it says in the notes that we may come away from this set thinking that Vaughan Williams loved the organ than we thought. Actually I'm not entirely sure Jeremy that he was he was sort of someone who was going to be destined for the loft. No, ironically, the the notes actually sort of self-defeat themselves here because um, they say this, but then early on they explain how he was kind of spent a lot of his time unwillingly up in the organ loft. He did it to make money. He wasn't actually, to, get, to, his, to earn his living, he wasn't actually that keen on it by the sound of it. And actually, when you look at the amount of work he wrote for the organ, there's not an awful lot of it which actually wrote originally for the organ itself. And I would, I would say that some, some of it's quite charming, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's the kind of music that you would expect to hear before a wedding, um, you know, even before the entrance of the bride, you know, before a service, before the entrance of the, of the priest and the, and the choir, you know, the kind of almost, dare I say it, dirty music, um, but very well written and quite solidly written uh, and, and yeah, enjoyable if you're in that frame of mind. There is, there were bits where I actually very much felt like I was sitting in a church pew waiting for something to happen. There was some rather lovely soft muffled sort of palette of organ music going on in the background. Very enjoyable, not necessarily which is fine, tune but, into. But don't go expecting kind of the same sort of thing which you got from some of Vaughan Williams' contemporaries such as Howells, for instance, or Brewer or Sumption or people like that. <laughs> yes, I mean placed next to people like Howells, I think I think you're looking at a different beast altogether. But I would say hiding in amongst the, the slightly lesser-known pieces are some really fine pieces. I mean, I very much enjoyed the Prelude and Fugue in C minor, which ends the first CD. And I, I wonder why that wasn't put at the front of the disc, really, to show off Vaughan Williams as the, the organ composer before we get into all these arrangements. And I think some of the other arrangements work very, very well indeed. I think the, the slow movement to the London Symphony works very, very well. Um, perhaps it was a work movement that was, in fact, improvised on the organ as they suggest as these notes suggest and i very much also liked the um the transcriptions which had a sort of viola sonority and the viola was one of you know it was vaughan williams's instrument and actually i think you know the carol and the musette from the suite for viola and the the movement from the fantasy quintet which is a sort of very viola kind of sound world that worked really well actually i thought on the organ worth pointing out that the transcriptions too are a mix of some by uh, Vaughan Williams's own contemporaries, such as as a number by Henry Lay, who was working at the same time as Vaughan Williams. So they were and actually they were from friends. they were friends, yes. So they would have obviously had Vaughan Williams's own sort of stamp of approval, one imagines. And then you have the later ones, like the David Briggs transcription we've just heard of the Overture to the Wasp, and also Fantasia on a theme by Thomas Tallis, which was recently completed by um, Peter Beardsley, who's not the the old Newcastle footballer, but a US organist. So why don't we hear a clip from the opening of the um, Talis Fantasia arranged by Peter Beardsley. 
that was the opening from uh, the Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis, uh, transcribed by Peter Beardsley, played by David Briggs on this new CD of Vaughan Williams' organ music. Um, Rebecca, it's it sort of works, this Fantasia, doesn't it? The opening is very promising. I wonder whether it's to do with the organ itself, whether it's to do with the fact that it's a transcription for organ, when in fact, actually, the piece was written for string orchestra and string quartet in the vast, you know, caverns of, of Gloucester Cathedral. I mean, does it work for you? I have to say, it doesn't really. I, this was the first piece that I headed to on on the whole programme, actually, because I, I love, you know, I love the original. Um, and I thought it would work well. I thought it would work well as an organ transcription because there's an organ-like quality to, the, to that writing and that ancient quality and, you know, the liturgical setting and everything, background. Um, but for some, some reason, it didn't have that space. It didn't have, you know, the, the ethereal strings, the delicate pizzicato. It just didn't have that magic for me, yeah, actually, I'm afraid. <laughs> and actually, some, some organs would have the ethereal strings, I think, and probably slightly more delicate pedal notes, dare I say it. I mean, I wonder, I mean, given this organ doesn't, as far as I can see, he doesn't have any connection with Vaughan Williams, whether this piece would have been better off performed on a, a slightly larger instrument in a larger acoustic. I don't know. I mean, it never envelops you, does it, this piece? And you, it starts off, you think, oh, this actually might be quite good. And then five minutes later, you think, it's not actually going anywhere. It just doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't flow, it doesn't envelop you in the same way as the, as the original. Mm. Brilliantly played, though. I mean, I you cannot fault David's playing. I mean, he's he's a superb artist. And, and actually, for anyone who's heard his transcriptions, particularly of the Mahler symphonies, will we'll know that he has a particular sensitivity and a sensibility for, uh, for orchestral transcriptions. As he shows, actually, later on with the slow movement from the London Symphony, which is, I think is one of the highlights of the disc, where he really does master the orchestral sound in organ form. that was an extract from the slow movement from the London Symphony transcribed by Henry Lay and performed brilliantly by David Briggs and I think as we just said one of the one of the best uh, examples of sort of the, the, the arranged um, side of, of, of Vaughan Williams organ music on these two discs um, but there are of course uh, pieces written specifically for the organ including as composers as these notes say are often asked to do write um, music for the weddings of their friends and I think this is a, an example of that and I wouldn't say it's the most inspired work would you Jeremy? Um, no well there's, there's three which are for friends there's the wedding tune for Anne and then there's wedding canon for Nancy and there's the Passacaglia on B. G, C, which is the notes, B, G, C, repeated again and again and again. And actually, as Passacaglia's go, doing one on three notes does tend to tire pretty quickly. So it's, mercifully, it's quite short, which is the I one think, I think has Nancy going and Anne got the better deal. I think Nancy and Anne got the better deal. Well, should we hear Nancy or Anne? I which think so. Let's hear Nancy. Let's hear Nancy.
So that was uh, wedding canon for Nancy. Um, not the most inspired wedding canon for Nancy, but I, but I, you know, charming enough. I think. Um, I think. I think that the, the most charming of all are the three preludes founded on Welsh hymn tunes, um, of which Rosie Merdra, I think, is the most beautiful, um, set as a perennial uh, uh, grade five or six organ work. But I think it's it's a very charming work, and I think it's worth hearing here. So that was an extract from Vaughan Williams's Rosie Merdra, one of three preludes founded on Welsh hymn tunes. Um, rounding off the entire collection is uh, work that uh, a lot of people will know. Um, the final of the final work in the five mystical songs, the antiphon Let All the World. Um, I think a particularly fine uh, way to end this collection, I think. Well, absolutely. It's the most sort of upbeat of all the works on the whole double set. And as I say, it's a piece which many people know. Many of us enjoyed seeing it in its original form. And it's a, it's a good kind of uplifting finale. So that was an extract from uh, Let All the World uh, in Every Corner Sing, performed by David Briggs on the organ of Sacred Heart Church, Wimbledon. So it's time for some scores. Four bursts of acclamation. Rebecca, out of ten, please. This is a really difficult one because if it was just on the performance alone, I'd probably give it an eight or nine. But... As it is a lot of this music, it's not, you know, it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. And some of it I thought was very interesting and some of it not so much at all. So I think on balance, I will give it seven. Seven. You'd say for completists only, I suppose. As they say. As they say in the reviews. (laughs) Jeremy. Yes, um, this is the sort of double disc set for which the CD player skip uh, button was invented. <laughs> Some of the stuff is just wonderful, which I'd love. I am going to listen to again and again. But then a lot of the music here is, in my humble opinion, fairly forgettable. As a result, I am going to give it an overall mark of six out of ten. Six. I have to say, there's something that I meant to bring up in the main um, conversation. In that, the the notes infuriated me. I have to say, I'm afraid. Um, I know it's great to put the works in chronological order, but when you have the works 
in in entirely different order on the actual CDs themselves. It makes looking up the history to each particular work impossible. Um, so that um, doesn't necessarily go against the score, but I think it's worth saying. Um, I enjoyed the playing. I enjoyed the selections. I'd actually like to give this 8 out of 10 because I thought the playing was superb. I know it's for what they'd say aficionados only and that sort of thing, but I think a lot of people will appreciate um, a lot of musical holes being plugged, I think, in this collection. I think David Briggs has done a great service, I think, to English church organ music, even if it's not the most valuable set um, of organ music out there. So that will give us uh, a nice, neat average of 7 out of 10. So that brings us to the end of this month's first listen. Do uh, tune in next month when we'll be discussing another important new release. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.